your life. For the things he's going on around us, for the things he will get to. Can you lift your voice to worship him this morning and say, Lord, we give you all the glory. For my children, I give you all the glory. For my business, I give you all the glory. For my marriage, I give you all the glory. For my profession, I give you all the glory. For my health, I give you all the glory. Lift up your voice and worship. Lift up your voice and worship. Why not begin to worship Him in your own words? Worship Him in your own words. Worship Him your own way. Let God know it is my son, it is my daughter. Worshiping me right now. Let him hear your voice from heaven. I know it is you. Oh, what a beautiful voice. What a beautiful worship from my son. What a beautiful worship from my daughter. Can you do that to thank him this morning? He is awesome. He's high and lifted high in our destinies. He's high and lifted high in our life. He's high and lifted high. In every situation, his eye and lifted eye in our health, his eye and lifted eye in our business, his eye and lifted eye concerning our marriages, his eye and lifted eye concerning every condition is greater than any condition, bigger than any problem, bigger than all your troubles. Say, Lord, you are bigger, you are greater, you are mightier, you are stronger because you are Lord. Because you are God. Lord, we came to thank you this morning. We came to worship you this morning. We came to say to you, Lord, this morning, that over all situations of our lives, you are Lord. That over every condition, we may find ourselves, you are God. That over everything we may be passing through, that you have conquered them for us. So, Lord, we lift up our voice in praise to you and say, Be glorified in Jesus' name. I prophesy upon the life of everyone under the sound of my voice this morning. Because you came for an encounter, you will have an encounter this morning. Because you came to meet God this morning, He will show up for you this morning. Because you came to Him the only one that can solve that problem. Because you came to him the only one that can make you so. Because you came to him the only one that got the solution. I said to you this morning he will not disappoint you. I said he will not disappoint you. Your faith shall work for you. Your faith will not disappoint you. In the mighty name of Jesus. I prophesy standing on the anointing of my father that because you came today on the last day of March all your petitions shall be granted. All your petitions shall be granted in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, we have praised. Can you put those hands together for Jesus? Put them together for Jesus. Walk up to about four people. Tell them you are welcome to the presence of the Almighty. You are welcome to the presence of the Almighty. Welcome to church. Welcome to His presence. Welcome to the place of lifting. Welcome to the place of swearing. Welcome to the place of encounter. I always say, anytime you come to church, you have come for encounter. 
anytime you show up in the presence of God, you have shown up before the God of encounter. So, as I always say, it will be an aberration for you to come into the presence of God without an expectation. If there is no expectation, there can never be an encounter, even though the power is present to deliver the encounter. When you are coming to church, you can write down your expectation. There's nothing bad about it. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 2 says, write down the expectation. Make it plain. Write it down. You can come so as you pray, you deliver them to God. I see people who come to church with photographs because they have expectation. I see people who come to church with documents because they have expectation. So I want your expectation to be very high today because God himself, the power of God, the anointing in the house today is at the peak. Tap into it. Don't miss it. That woman with the issue of blood said, I have an expectation. So even when people were pushing Jesus, it was just a mere touch. Listen to me. You don't need more than a mere touch this morning. Just a mere touch. If it is with expectation, God will answer it. I say, God will answer it. If you believe, say, believe in amen. So let your expectation be filled. I welcome everybody on behalf of my Father in the Lord, the presiding pastor, Living Spring Chapel International, None other. The great servant of God, apostle of lifting, apostle of nobody to somebody, nobody to somebody. Celebrate with me, my father and your father, Pastor Femi Emmanuel. Can you shout it? I love my pastor. Today is anointing service and I want to encourage everyone to get their oils ready. Your oil will be anointed and the anointing will be to soar. So get it ready. If you don't have yours, make sure before we do the anointing, move over to the love corner, the love entrance. You would see all that you can buy there. Please get your own oil at the cheapest price. Don't ask someone to give you a drop of oil. That will only last for the moment. Get the one that you can use and reuse and reuse. So I like to prepare your mind. The anointing will be coming during this service. Also, I like to say this. Today, 31st day of March 2019, is Mother's Sunday. Put those hands together for the Lord. I appreciate all mothers in the house and mothers to be. So, you will be prayed for as well. And of course, in anticipation of the Women's Week, you will be prayed for. Let's go into the message. Uh, Daddy had preached several messages before today, since the month started, other ministers of God, including myself, have preached several messages on soaring eye. And I want to believe you have been touched by many of those messages. If you don't have a copy of those messages, walk up to the tape corner, get a copy of the message, ask them to give it to you, or if you have Zenda on your phone, on your smartphone, they could transfer it to your phone for free at no amount. Make sure you get all those messages. He preached a very powerful message last Tuesday at the World and Power Service. I was not in town, but I connected from where I was. He called it avoiding wing clippers. Avoiding wing clippers. Get that message too if you don't have it. Get it. He was talking about fighting and conquering what will not make you rise. Those are the wing clippers. He spoke about uh, ignorance. One of the wing clippers. He spoke about 
disobedience, one of the wing clippers. He also spoke about breaking divine principles, one of the wing clippers. Get that message, it will transform your destiny. I'd like to start this morning before I go into the message proper by making you to understand that it is the desire of God that you soar high. God has no other plan for you than for you to soar up in life. Psalm 35 and verse 27. Psalm 35 verse 27. He said there, he said, let the Lord be magnified. He delights in the prosperity, in the soaring high of his children. God desires that all his children soar high in life. God desires that all his children operate at the maximum level in life. Third John, John verse 2. Third John 2 says, I wish above things that all things that you prosper and that your soul prospers. That is the desire of God for everyone. God wants us to fly. It is his desire that we fly. And that was why that first message came last Tuesday. Avoiding wing clippers and I'll be building on it. Listen to me. The first issue will be that your wings is not clipped down. And we sorted that out on Tuesday. Now the second issue is this. When you are swearing I, that you must not come down. Listen to me somebody, because of the anointing on this house. When you are swearing, you will not come down. I said you will not come down. In the mighty name of Jesus. Listen first, now that you have conquered wing clippers, the next thing is to deal with issues when you are in flight. And should I tell you something? It is more terrible to fall when you are up. Because there are so many forms of hostilities working against the flying eagle. When anything is flying, there are more hostilities than when it is on the ground. Many of you know that when you are in the aircraft, when the plane is about to take off, you know that when the I don't know how they start a plane anyway, but when the pilot is doing tanyu nyu nyu, tanyu nyu nyu, tanyu nyu nyu, you know that you can easily tell him, I'm not going with this flight again. But when you are me there and the thing is doing gaga, 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 you know what that means. You went time into prayers. You begin to speak in tongues. You begin to pray because you can't say, I want to get down anymore. It's not like a downfall boss that you can tell the conductor, I want to get down. I'm not going in this vehicle again. Swearing I, when you are swearing, it is more terrible when there is hostility. But every form of hostility today, I rebuke them in the mighty name of Jesus. This morning, I'll be speaking about swearing in a hostile world. Swearing in the world of hostility. Swearing in the world where the eagle is a target. Swearing in the world where the flight can come down. I'd like you to understand that the way this world is done, it is done in such a way that hostility is striving. Hostility is everywhere. Many of us, when we were young, we used to shoot at birds in the air. We get catapult and shoot at them. The ego is also exposed to such form of hostility. There are foulers and there are sneers of the fowler. Psalm 91 verse 3 says that there is a fowler and there is a sneer. The fowler shoots his, pala, uh, 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 his arrow. He shoots his dart towards the eagle. And when he gets it, he keeps it in the sneer. Why does he keep it in the sneer? So that it will not soar anymore. So that it will not go up anymore. But I say today, 
every snare that anyone is in that has made you not to fly today all of them you get out of them in the mighty name of Jesus the fowler is all out to make sure that he gets the eagle and keep them in the snare should I shock you there are people who even get the eagle so that they can sell their feathers I hope you know the feathers of the eagle they are very very expensive they are very, very, very expensive. In a place like the United States, if you are not authorized to sell eagle feathers, you won't even get it to sell when you catch them. So there are people outside there who are looking into how they can catch the eagle and bring it down. But I say concerning you, nobody will bring down your eagle. I say nobody will bring down your eagle in the mighty name of Jesus. First Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 12. 1 Corinthians 10, 12, he said that he that thinks he stands should take it, lest he fall. He that thinks he's flying should take it because there are things that could bring him down. We all know the story. Right from the point of creation, God created Adam. He gave him everything he needed. The Bible said he had all things. God said, eat everything except this one. Enjoy yourself. He had the presence of God, unlimited presence of God. God comes down every cool of the day and he relates with Adam. But when the devil saw that Adam was swearing, he came into their midst and he brought him down. You know the story. Man has not recovered from that terrible action of creation. When the devil came, it is to tell you that when you are sorry, the devil is looking for every means. The enemy is looking for every means to bring down the ego. We all know the story of Joseph. Joseph was a shining star. Joseph was someone that God has made to rise. He got to a point when he was rising, his father got him a coat of many colors. But the brother said, it is time to bring him down. And they brought him down. It is to tell you the kind of world we are in. I'm not here to make you afraid this morning. I'm here to get you empowered against every form of hostility. And I say today, before you leave this place today, you will receive power. Every hostility will come down in the mighty name of Jesus. You know the story of Samson. Samson was the greatest, powerful servant of God, physically and spiritually in those days. But Delilah saw that he was going up. The Philistines saw that he was going up. And they brought him down. But I can continue on and on and on. King Herod had the story of Jesus. He knew that somebody was born. And he knew it was a king. What did he do? He said, I'm going to kill him. Until the boy ran for his life. Listen to me. There is hostility everywhere. Hostility at every level. But today... Today, by the anointing, you will win over every hostility in the mighty name of Jesus. I can't hear your believing. Amen. I'm not here to scare you. I'm here to let you know that there is hostility for your ego. Don't forget, you are now the ego. You are the ego that God wants you to be. Hostility is everywhere. But what is hostility? Number one is jealousy. The first meaning of hostility is jealousy. Like the story of Joseph's brothers. Oh, why should it be him? And to worsen it, like I said the other time, the father got him a coat of many colors and the people were like, oh, we too, are we not children? Are we not children? Are we not family? 
And they said, why must it be him? You bought coat of many colors. Is it because he has a bright future? And they tried to pull him down. But of course, you know, it was because of jealousy. He ought to be me. He ought to be Reuben. It ought ought to be this one. It ought to be God. It ought to be this one. Not Joseph. Another form of hostility, another interpretation for hostility is hatred. Another meaning is hatred. They don't just like to see your face. They don't just want to see you. Look at the story of Saul and David. Look at the story of Saul and David. Saul did not want to see David. Saul said, this man is going to be king after me. No way. And he made several attempts to kill the boy. But when God has made you an eagle, all those attempts will not work in Jesus' name. I said they will not work in Jesus' name. Rebecca was even no style towards his own son. Our own son. You know the story. Rebecca said, Esau, in my own lifetime, you will not win. You will not be great. You will not show up. Different levels of hostility. Different mean hatred, even from mother till son. That is really unbelievable. I know there are so many people here under the sound of my voice who may have gone through something like that. It is to tell you that you need power to survive in this kind of hostility in our world. The second, the third meaning of hostility is loving. Showing that you love, whereas you don't love. Showing that you love, whereas you don't love. When Jesus was going to be crucified, Judas came to him. And what did he do? He kissed him. Judas Iscariot kissed Jesus. If anyone gave you a kiss, you will think the person loves you most in the whole world. As a matter of fact, in this part of the world, the people that kiss each other are couples or people who love each other. People who maybe are dating or people that are married. So when you see a kiss, you think it is the highest form of love. So Judas went to Jesus and kissed Jesus. And moments later, what happened? Jesus was taken into captivity, ready to be killed. Hostility is when people say they love you with mouth, but in their heart, it is a trade. But today, you will overcome every one of them in Jesus' name. Let's talk briefly about the, three, the four levels of hostility. There are four levels of hostility. There are four categories of hostility that exist. Number one, hostility from people who fly, but they don't want you to fly. Hostility from people who soar, but they don't want you to soar. Hostility from people that are making it, but they don't want you to make it. Hostility from people whose businesses are selling as equally as yours is selling, but they don't want you to sell anymore. Hostility from people at place of work, where they are hop high there, and you are hop high there, but they are looking for every means to pull you down. But I say, because of the anointing today, whatever hostility you have at that level, it shall not stand. I say, it shall not stand in the mighty name of Jesus. There are people who see you, they want you to go down more. Why they rise? Aaron looked at Jesus. So you are the one that will become the new king. 
So you are even not just a physical king. You are a divine spiritual king. With divine powers and enablement. He said, I will kill you today. And the Bible said, he said, kill every male child. You are king already. The man is not struggling the throne for you. Because he didn't come to be a physical king. He came to be a spiritual king. That's why they called when they were killing him, they called him the king of the Jews. But this man said, even a spiritual king cannot exist where I'm the physical king. And he said, I will pull him down. Hostility from people who fly, but they don't want you to fly. Another level is hostility from people who don't fly and they still don't want you to fly. They don't fly, but they see you fly. They don't soar, but they see you soar. But they still don't want you to soar. Turn with me to the book of uh, uh, the book of Matthew 23. Matthew 23 and verse 13. But woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Listen to this. For ye shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. For ye neither go in yourselves. Neither suffer ye them that are entering to go in. They are not ready to go anywhere. But they don't know what else to go. They are saying, what has crippled me shall cripple others. They are saying, my life is grounded. Your own life must remain grounded. Joseph's brother said, we are grounded here. And you want to rise. We are going to be grounded together. There are levels of hostilities like that. There are, the other time I was speaking with people at a high level. Do you know there are messengers that will not allow people to go up? They keep the files and throw it somewhere because they are envious of the people, because they are older than the people, because they feel that all of them started together at the same level, but this one is going higher and higher. That is another level of hostility. That is another category of hostility. Number three, category of hostility because of our time. Time is running out and we've got so many things to do in this service. Number three is self-inflicted hostility. Self-inflicted hostility. The first one, a father in the Lord taught you during the week, he said ignorance. Ignorance is a form of self-inflicted hostility. When you do not do enough to know what you should know so that you can swear in the hostile world. When you don't do enough to get informed as to how to soar more in the hostile world. Many of you know that you cannot fly an aircraft or go into an aircraft where you know the pilot is not well informed or is ignorant about to fly. I saw a joke some time ago, long time ago. I think it was like a cartoon or something. And somebody said that, sorry, the pilot did not come but one of the crew members is going to fly the plane. And everyone began to jump down from the plane. Say, how can somebody who is not well informed about flying the plane fly the plane? Ignorance is one of the self-induced hostilities that we go through. Number two is disobedience. Number two, under self-induced hostility, number two is disobedience. When you know the truth, when you know the principles, but you don't stick to them, but you don't adhere to them, but you are not ready to follow those principles, that is number two. Number three, under self-induced hostility is what we call sin and weights. Sin and weight. Hebrew chapter 12 and verse 1. Let's read Hebrew 12 and verse 1. Wherefore sin we also, 
are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. Many of us have carried unnecessary weight. And when you are flying, weight will bring you down. Unnecessary weight will bring you down. And so when you are flying on the plane and you want to bring in a luggage, there is a certain weight for your luggage. When your weight is too much, they say, go and put it in cargo. We cannot carry it for you. Else the flight will come down. Same with many of us that are swearing already, but we carry excess weight. Wrong friends. Wrong, wrong, wrong mentality. Those things will bring down the flight of the ego when it's going. Self-induced hostility is very, very terrible. Because if we don't get out of it, every other form of hostility we thrive. Number four level of hostility is satanic hostility. Satanic hostility. John chapter 10 and verse 10. Very popular scripture that many of us know. It says that the thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I am come. I am come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Let me briefly tell you about the satanic hostility. Up to this point, John chapter 10 verse 10, nobody knows what the devil does until Jesus told us that he comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. What does he come to do when he comes to steal? He comes to steal the original vision God gave to you and gives you the counterfeit one. For instance, somebody that is doing a business so that he could get profit. When the devil steals such vision, when he steals such mindset that the person has, what will happen, the person will begin to pursue the wrong vision instead of pursuing the, the vision of profit. Such a person will be praying, oh God, help me to gather back my, profit, my, my capital because this business is not thriving anymore. For a student who went to the university so that he could have first class, when the devil steals such a person's vision, what does he do? He makes sure that the person goes and be begging the lecturer, please just give me 40, let my people go. Why? Because the devil has stolen such vision. I say into your life, anybody here, if the devil has stolen your vision, today you will recover it. I say today you will recover it in the mighty name of Jesus. The second thing that the devil does is to kill. He said the devil come to steal. I was talking about stealing. He said to kill. And when the, the devil kills a person's vision, he actually kills the person. The person does not exist anymore. The person is dead. I say into our lives in living spring, the remaining part of this year, the devil will not kill in the mighty name of Jesus. We shall be strong in the law. We shall flourish in the law. We shall excel in the law in the mighty name of Jesus. So when the devil comes to kill a vision, he kills the person. Number three is the most deadly. He destroys. Listen to me. Destroying a vision is more terrible than killing a person. When the devil comes to destroy a vision, you know the other time I said someone put money in a business and he wanted to show her, have great and mighty profit in that business. But the devil made sure that all he's pursuing is gathering his capital. Let me get out of that business. But for the person whose vision is destroyed, it's like a person going to Lagos and he faces Elori. And somebody told him that 
this is not the way to Lagos. This is the way to Ilone. And instead of him to turn back, what is he meant to do? What is he meant to do? Turn back and face Lagos. My father in the Lord will say, he doubles his speed. That is a destroyed destiny. He does not know that he's on the wrong lane. He does not know that things are wrong with him. And such people, they end up in disaster. You will not end up in disaster in Jesus' name. How do we get out of this hostility? Because of time. Number one is the anointing. Number one is the anointing. Isaiah chapter 10 and verse 27. Isaiah 10, 27. And it shall come to pass in that day that his body shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed. Because of what? Because of what? Because of the anointing. Anointing breaks every yoke that holds you down. The other time I spoke about weight. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1. It says there is a weight. There is a sin that holds us down and makes the ego to come down when it is too much. The ego does not carry a meat that is bigger than its size. Why? If it carries it, it will come down. Those ones are weights. In, in civil engineering, we call them dead weights. The anointing will break every yoke that will not make you sore. That's why today, I want you to get ready to receive the power of God in the anointing. I want you to have an expectation that by the anointing that we come today, all yokes that have held me down, all burden on my shoulder, all yoke upon my neck, all of them will be broken in the mighty name of Jesus. I can't hear you believing. Amen. The first thing is the anointing. The person that believes in the anointing we have a yoke-breaking miracle. The person that believes in the anointing will be able to soar in the midst of hostility. Number two solution. Number two way to fly in hostility, to soar in hostility, is renewal. Renewal. Renewal of yourself. Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. Romans 12, 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And be not conformed. When we talk about renewing, it comes by not conforming to the things of this world. First John chapter 4 verse 4. First John 4 4. It says that you are not of this world. So don't conform to this world. That is how renewing will come. Don't mix with the world. One attribute of the ego is that it only meets with people, it relates with people who are alike with him. Somebody that will sow her must look for a time to renew himself. We spoke about that the other time. But how do you get that done? You must not get yourself conformed to this world. You must not get yourself equal to this world. Don't equate yourself to the world. You are not like them. You are not of this world. First John chapter 4 verse 4. Little children, for greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. So if you go and conform yourself to the world, then you have reduced the one in you to the one in the world. 
The third way out, the third system of suwani in hostility is communion with the brethren. Communion with the brethren. I say communion with like minds. Proverbs 27 and verse 17. Iron sharpened iron. So shall a man sharpen it. The countenance of his friend. Listen to me. When I was studying the scripture one time, the Holy Spirit gave me an analysis. He said, look, when you take a sharp iron and you take another iron that is not sharp, look at the things that happen. He says, whenever you take it, you will discover that the sharp iron will sharpen the one that is not sharp. And at the end of the day, both of them are equally sharpened. Equally sharpened. Can I ask you a question? Are you relating with a sharp iron? Are you mixing with a sharp iron? Are you fellowshipping? Are you communicating with a sharp iron? Who is a sharp iron? Someone that you know his life will benefit your cause. Can you look for that person in your business? Can you look for that person in your profession? Can you look for that person in your academics? Can you look for that person that will put you on in marriage? Can you look for that person in that your pursuit? Can you look for that person in that your job, in your place of work? Can you get those like minds? Those are the ones that can sharpen you. Those are the ones that can make you better. Iron, sharpen it, iron. But if you want to be as equally sharpened as a sharp iron, you must mix with it. We read that David took five stones and he wanted to kill Goliath. And the Bible said they were smooth stones. Do you know why they were smooth? Because all of them have rubbed on each other. And you know the meaning of that? All of them were potential killers of Goliath. Any one of them could have killed Goliath. If he did not take, with many of us did probability in, in secondary school or primary school, what is the probability that he would take one of them? The probability is one over five. But listen to me, if he didn't take that one that he took, and he took another one, it equally would have killed Goliath. Why? Because all of them have robbed on each other. It is easy to soar in a hostile world. It is easy to soar in a hostile environment when you rub minds with the right people. Because when you fly together, you fly at the same level. You get the same result. You get the right result. They will put you through when you are wrong. They will help you where you need information. And they will make you to soar like them. Rise up everyone as we pray this morning. Rise up to your feet as we pray this morning. It is time to soar in the hostile world. It is time to go up high above situations. It is time to go up high above circumstances. It is time to go up high above everything militating against us. I want you to pray this first prayer. We are taking two prayers. We are going to pray, Lord, cause my wings in the hostile environment to soar high. Cause my wing. What is that wing? What is that wing that you have? The wing in your academics, the wing in your business. Listen to me. When you soar, you have different wings. Those wings are the ones that will give you a life. 
to make you balance as a sower. You're going to pray, Lord, cause my wing academically, my wing in marriage, my wing in my profession. Cause it to sower high above hostilities. Open your mouth and begin to pray that prayer. Lord, I decree today, all my wings shall soar high above hostilities. My wing in my academics, my wing in my profession, my wing in my family, my wing in business, my wing in ministry, my wing concerning everything that has to do with me. Oh Lord, as I strike them, cause them to soar above hostilities in the mighty name of Jesus. Pray that prayer very well. Where has your wing not been flying well? Where do you think hostilities is holding down your wing. Where do you think a body has been, hold, uh, has been holding down your wing from flapping very well, from swelling very well? The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 10 and verse 27, it says the body will be removed from your shoulder. Your shoulder talks about your wing. Where do you think there is a body? Say, Lord, cause it to flap very well. Cause it to swell very well in the mighty name of Jesus. Pray that prayer very well. Pray that prayer very well. Say, Lord, my way shall soar high above hostility, high above challenges, high above problem, high above attacks in the mighty name of Jesus. Can you open your mouth and pray that prayer very well? Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we are prayed. The second prayer will be how it will be, will be using the anointing to break every form of hostility. Because the anointing will come for you in the second service. I will continue this message. The fourth way to swear in hostility that I didn't talk about was swearing on the living spring wind. Swearing on the living spring wind. So if you are going to be available in the second service, join us. I'll be talking about that. How to swear in the living spring wind because it is the fourth way to swear in hostility. But don't forget we said the first way is anointing. You are going to pray, Lord, Cause the anointing that will come, come upon me today to separate me to soar in my world. The anointing that will come. He says that when that anointing comes, all chains are broken. You begin to soar. You begin to go up high. Oh Lord my God, cause the anointing that will come upon me today to cause me to soar, to cause me to rise up. Open your mouth and pray that prayer. Open your mouth and pray that prayer. An anointing is coming upon you today. An anointing is coming for you today. You will receive an anointing today that will break every chain, break every yoke, destroy everybody. Say, Lord, as that anointing will come, today I pray that anointing will make me to soar. That anointing will make me to rise. That anointing will take me high and higher and higher in the mighty name of Jesus. Can you pray that prayer very well? Can you pray that prayer very well? Can you pray that prayer very well? I need the anointing to take me high. I need the anointing to help me. I need the anointing to separate me. I need the anointing to consecrate me. I need the anointing to empower me. To fly as an eagle. To go high in life. To go high in business. To go high in my academics. To go high in everything that pertains to me. In the mighty name of Jesus. Can you pray that prayer very well? I Can you mention areas where you need that anointing? Can you mention areas where you need that anointing to work for you? Can you mention areas where you need that anointing to work for you? This morning, God will hear as you mention those areas. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, we are prayed. As all eyes are closed and all heads are bowed while you remain standing, I want to ask if you are here 
And you have the self-induced hostility of sin and weight in your life. It is an opportunity for you to get out of it. It is an opportunity for you this morning to get deliverance from sin and weights that will hold you down from swearing. If you are here this morning, you are not born again. Or you were born again before and you lost it. Or you've never been born again in your life. Or something tells you that you need Jesus to come into your life so that he can give you power over sin and weight. He said, we are compassed by a great cloud of witnesses. We have to lay aside weights. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. All heads bowed, all eyes closed this morning. If you are there, I'm going to pray for you. I will help you in that work. You need Jesus in your life. You need him to be your God. You need him to save you. You want to be born again. You want to repent of those sins. You want to throw away those weights. Can you raise your hand wherever you are? I will pray for you. Don't be ashamed. Nobody is looking at you. Don't be ashamed. Nobody is looking at you. It is the time that will redefine your destiny. It is the first thing that will make you get out of where you are. And so high as God wants you to be. Raise your hand wherever you are. I want to pray for you. Can I see any hand? Do I see any hand there this morning? You need Jesus in your life. You want to be born again. You need him to help you to soar high. If there is no hand, I want everyone to strike their hands to this place. As I prophesy on you. I decree today by the power of the almighty God. In this hostile world, you will still soar. I say you will still soar. In the mighty name of Jesus. I decree upon the life of everyone. Even though you are soaring. Even though there are so many arrows. Even though there are so many darts. You will not come down. I said you will not come down. Every attempt to make you come down will fail. Everything planned against you. Every arrow strike against you. Everything that is set against you. Planning to make you come down. Planning to make you lose it. I said today by the power of the almighty God. You have victory over them. You will conquer them. I said you will conquer them. In the mighty name of Jesus. From today you will soar without limits. I said you will soar without limit. Your swearing will know no limit. You will go up high. The whole world will see you. And they will glorify your God. The whole world will see you. They will glorify your father. Thank you Jesus. In Jesus mighty name. We have prayed. Can you put those hands together for Jesus. And please have your seat. In his presence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to believe.